0: Plus. NFL fantasy college man this guy does it all oh my goodness this is sick put this the music time to check in with rotowire.com's football guru john mckechnie what are you doing on your phone i am fixing my fantasy football lineup. on in the zone Real life on the farm is kind
1: of laid back ain't much an old country ball can like McCain hat So early to rise early in a side i country ball we wire.com
0: home to the latest injury news, betting advice and daily fantasy analysis. John McKechnie, football analyst. You can find him there. Afternoon, John. I got two words for you. Felix
1: Batista. Oh yeah, the mountain himself, the montaña. What's uh What's the latest on him? Well, he's is, ramp- is, he, uh, saw, is he feeling good? Yeah, he's ramping up
0: his intensity. That was the last I saw, so it got me excited. I, I saw a report that said he's pitching at eighty percent. So I don't know exactly okay, what that so means. Okay, j-
1: so just throwing it like 90, 92, um, something <laughs> like that. Once he gets back up to full speed, uh, yeah, that that's that's a hundred two with it with about as nasty of a splitter. Uh, also in that arsenal, as, you, as you're going to find. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad that that he is is uh, progressing nicely.
0: So before we dive into NFL and draft stuff, I was curious to know: Are you watching any XFL? Are you into what uh, what that league is doing upon its newest arrival?
1: Um, so I'm rooting for it um, to to take some root to have some success. But I, I would be lying to you if I said I saw any of it. Uh, Last weekend, maybe that was just a function of me being kind of out and about last weekend. Uh, Maybe I'll be able to see a little bit more of it this time around. But uh, as it stands, uh, I like I like seeing the across the ticker a bunch of guys that I remember from college or, or their NFL days. Um, But I can't say that I've uh, found myself particularly invested yet, again, despite having well wishes uh, for the XFL.
0: Well, things not going well in Orlando, and we're excited to have a team. And the first home game is this weekend. I think I'll be able to make my way over there to go and check it out. But Paxton Lynch, who was a first-round pick for the Denver Broncos just a few years ago, was benched in Week 1 during the game. That is
1: not a good sign. (laughs) It, he um that's gotta be one of the first guys to to get to be drafted that high, to be benched in the NFL, to be drafted high in the XFL and then be be summarily uh benched as well. So yeah. um that that might be your sign, Paxton, that um you know, the the video games uh the path that, that you were that was kind of straying you away from the NFL stuff, maybe that is your true calling after all. So uh, Let's talk about a quarterback that is going
0: to make some waves in the NFL. Derek Carr visited with the Jets. They claim that they can make him a Hall of Famer if he signs with them. That seems a little extreme to me. But where do you end up falling on Derek Carr
1: to the Jets if that is what happens? Um, I, I think that that's a great fit for them. I think he should basically be the, the top uh guy on, on their list. I think he fits really well with, with what they try to do on offense and what they – um you know, what they have there as far as the, the group of skill position guys are concerned. I, I think the car underwhelmed last year. I don't think anyone would, would argue otherwise. I mean, the, the completion percentage dropped off almost 10%. You know, the interceptions were an issue yet again. I uh, just didn't look nearly as sharp in that first year on, under Josh McDaniels, despite the fact that, you know, they, they got Devante, uh Adams in the fold. It just, it didn't really add up to, to him having much of a year, but you know, you, you look at it this way. like He's entering his age 32 season, uh, which is not that old for, for a quarterback in, in this day and age. You've got ascending talents like Garrett Wilson um, in that offense. Maybe Elijah Moore finally starts to get unlocked a little bit. Um, you have run game. Uh, hopefully, Brees Hall can be good to go by the time that the season starts and start to look like himself by the end of September, something like that, offensive line. Uh, it's been young the last couple of years, but I think it, there's enough there to where you can expect some development, a step forward for a lot of those guys. So it's ready made for for him to step in and, and really make them competitive in an AFC East that might not be quite as uh, spoken for as we might have thought. Where, where you know the Bills look a little bit uh, mortal last year. The Jets, of course, got to them uh, one time dur- during the regular season. I think Carr would be a really nice get for for the Jets and really you know make people uh, take them seriously because the defense, obviously, is one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. I
0: would like to see what he would look like with a real defense behind him. I think that would be interesting. Talking to John McKechnie from rotowire.com. Before we flip to the NFL draft, I have a couple of questions there, but I brought this up the other day. I have the number two pick in a dynasty draft, and I I even kind of went into the tank and still couldn't get the top pick, so frustrated there. However, I I'm I'm curious to see where you land on this for dynasty fantasy football purposes. Which of these two options would actually be more appealing? Bijan Robinson is one of the best prospects that we've seen ever and definitely since Saquon Barkley coming into the NFL. It, but he can end up getting drafted by a pretty bad offense. Like I've seen him mocked to the Bucks and that would make sense versus somebody like jameer gibbs coming out of alabama who maybe doesn't have the complete profile but is a really exciting player and should be the second running back taken in the real nfl draft if he ends up going somewhere like philly which is actually more appealing for dynasty purposes Bijan robinson in a bad offense or jameer gibbs in an eagles like offense
1: well um i think that it that Talent ultimately wins out there. I, I know that you know that you're reliant the, the running back position. You you need to have a functioning offense. You need to have an offensive line that can move people at least a little bit. So I mean that that's that's all well said. I think that the offensive line, if healthy, uh, there in Tampa Bay, wouldn't be the the worst thing in the world as far as a landing spot for Bijan goes. But uh, the short answer is, is Bijan Robinson would be would be the pick. To, to, Regardless, basically of where he goes, I, I just think that his talent um, outpaces that of Gibbs to to enough of an extent to where uh, I'm taking Bijan over Gibbs, basically no matter where where the two of them uh, land. You know that we don't want to run into a situation where, uh, you know, a couple of years ago you take Clyde edwards hilaire because he was he landed with the Chiefs, and then you uh, and in doing so you passed on Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift that type of thing. So. Go ahead, save yourself the the headache, take the best talent that we've seen since Jonathan Taylor. Go Bijan. Okay, yeah, no, good point bringing up Jonathan Taylor, too. And uh, I was actually,
0: if you had answered the other way, I was going to clip it and send it to the guy in my league that has the first pick, but now I'm going to avoid doing that. Uh, (laughs) Quinton Johnston is getting a lot of hype. We've talked about him a bit, the uh, standout from TCU. Is he hands down the number 1 wide receiver coming into this year's draft, or, or is there a debate to be had at the top?
1: Um, I think he he has the potential to be the, the toolsiest, but that doesn't always translate into actually being the best. And I, I actually f- feel like there's a decent amount of bust potential for, for Quentin Johnson. I hate to throw cold water on him. I, I thought that he was a really fun player um, at TCU, but I think that he played in an offense that, that doesn't have like the most applicable uh, stuff transferring over to, to the NFL. I think that a lot of the times uh, we saw him just kind of lined up one-on-one with guys that probably aren't going to be playing in the NFL, and he was just able to out-muscle, out-man, um, out-athlete the guy that was lined up across from him. Max Dugan throws him a jump ball, and, you know, the the rest is history. And that, that happened um, so much. So a lot of the production came on kind of like those, those bro- busted coverages, broken plays, that type of thing. I don't think that we're going to see those type of opportunities in the NFL. And, and again, like I, I don't think that he's going to show up to the combine and – do, do anything less than spectacular as far as the the testing is concerned but i just i don't know if like the the raw like football skills quite match what what the athleticism uh would, would kind of lead you to hope uh to believe in in Johnson's case so i i think that he's going to he's going to perform well there, there's going to be even more buzz about him leaving Indianapolis than there is coming in but i'm going to remain a little bit skeptical um on him I'm hoping that that I'm not eating eating my words the way that I did with like a, a DK Metcalf a, a few years ago where it's like oh man I mean the, the production's good the athleticism but I I just I'm not sure that he wasn't just uh, outmanning everyone that he was going against he won't be able to do that in the NFL DK obviously does that Quentin Johnson can do that, then I'm going to be wrong. But I'm, I'm willing to bet that that he's not quite to that level.
0: Yeah, and of the top guys, he's the only one that's coming in at six four, over two hundred pounds. There's a lot of small guys, small wide receivers that are going to go after him or even potentially in front of him. Is there anybody else that you're getting geeked up about? Zay Flowers, every time I see a highlight from him at a Boston college, it kind of takes my breath away. He's becoming somebody that I'm starting to kind of fawn over in the draft process. Is, is there anybody for you at the wide receiver position that you're getting really excited about?
1: I do really like Zay Flowers. He's someone that, I, that I've liked for a while now, and I, I was glad that um, you know he's he started to, to catch – Um, A little bit of hype. He was exciting as as a freshman at Boston College. Had a couple of really good seasons in in 2020 and and 21. This past year, a little bit overused. I I felt like these last two years for Boston College, uh, they had some regression as far as the quarterback play was concerned. I think Djokovic was injured for a lot of the 21 season. That that explained um, some of the decline uh, there for Flowers. But Flowers still managed to have a really good year. Um, He is small. Um, so that, that is an issue, but I mean, some of these other guys like, like a Jordan Addison, uh, they're not a whole lot bigger um, than Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers really, you know, was able to take on a high share of the, the passing work in BC in BC and not really play with particularly good quarterbacks and still produce nicely, you know, Jordan Addison, I think he, you'd have to rank him a little bit higher than Flowers, but uh, you know, Addison did have, a fifth-year senior in Kenny Pickett or maybe six years senior in Kenny Pickett. And then of course, Caleb Williams. So do like Zay flowers a good bit. Um, a couple other guys that, that I'm interested in that I, I don't think are going to be first round picks necessarily, but, but, um, I, I think are going to, uh, get their, get their names bandied about a little bit more after next week. And that that's Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland, a former five-star recruit, uh, was actually committed to LSU, um, and then flipped on signing day back in two thousand and nineteen, had three really strong seasons. I felt like at Maryland. Maryland just obviously isn't a uh, national program so that he's not gonna get a ton of buzz on like a seven and five, eight and four type of team uh, with the production that he had. But I think the tools are there. Um, I'm not saying that they're they're that he's the next Stefan Diggs or anything to draw the Maryland parallel, but there are some parallels between the recruiting pedigree, um, the difficulty of the team context and him maybe sliding a little bit further than he should have in the draft. I could see a similar thing playing out uh, when it comes to Jarrett. And then Jarrett ends up being a productive player um, at the next level. Um, that that's kind of like my, my main, uh, sleeper at this point. Um, his teammate Dante Dimas, I, I worry is, is just a little bit too much of an injury risk with, with what happened to his knee. Um, Grant DuBose, a, a guy who, you know, helped himself out a little bit at the senior bowl. If he's able to to do well at the combine, I think he's well built enough. I, I think that he's someone that that's pretty interesting, uh, coming out of Charlotte. And then you have some, some smaller fast guys, um, like a Jalen Hyatt out of, out of Tennessee, Um, or Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Marvin Mims um, really, really productive during his time at Oklahoma, and I feel like um, he's been kind of forgotten about maybe a little bit because Oklahoma was not good this past year, but Mims um, again, smaller frame guy, 5'11", 182 is, is listed. Um, but if he can run sub 4'4", four, four, I think people are going to start to pay a little bit more attention go back to the film on him. The latest injury news, DFS
0: advice, rankings, and analysis. Get it all at rotowire.com. John McKechnie, you can find his great
1: work there. Thanks so much, John. Enjoy the rest of the week. All right, much appreciated. Always enjoy talking some draft and some Felix Batista, of course. I'll catch you next week. Yes, somebody's a mountain of a man. More in the zone next.